0: Helmets Off, Scott Mitchell, your host here. This is going to be a fun, fun show today. Uh, Very unique, very different from maybe what we normally do. So uh, I have uh, a couple of really special guests that I'm going to have on my show. Uh, I grew up as the youngest of four and the only boy, and I have sisters. So I'm actually going to... (laughs) interview uh my sisters on my podcast today and they're gonna tell the real dirt about about who i absolutely (laughs) so right now oh the first uh, the first segment i have my oldest sister christy uh christy is as she's eight years older than i am and i'm not going to tell you how old i am Mm -hmm. thank you but i'm very wise uh (laughs) i have a lot of years and she's wiser because she has more years uh Christy works uh for Nike and she's going on an exciting adventure to uh the Netherlands to work over internationally for Nike. So really cool. She's amazing. Um she's done very well in her life and uh I love her very much and so so Christy
1: Yes. <laughs> uh
0: I, the first question I have to ask you. So um when I was young.
1: Yeah.
0: Like did you ever notice like, hey, you know, this kid might might be something. He like, might he be might, something. In, in the sense that, so obviously, people know that I played in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. But um, did was I just your little brother, or was there ever, you know, was there ever a moment you just said, hey, he he might, he might have a shot here.
1: He might have a shot here. Well, one thing. I mean, I was super excited when you were born. I could not wait. Um, you were just the nicest little kid. I mean, really, really nice. I mean, that's what I'll say about Scott, not only when he was younger, but also older, you know, just really, really nice. And he was the happiest baby. He was always playing. And I was telling him, reminding of this, him of this story the other day where um I had taken him, I think I'd been playing racquetball, because racquetball was really big back in whenever it was, the 70s, uh, probably the mid-70s or something. And, you know, he's eight years younger than me. I'd been playing racquetball for long. And I said, hey, do you want to go play racquetball? And he was like, yeah, sure, I don't know how to play racquetball, but I'll play racquetball, I'll do anything, anything sports-wise. And so we went to the racquetball court. I showed him, like, a couple of things, and he whipped me in racquetball. Um, He is one of the few people I have met in my life that is a natural athlete. It didn't matter, matter whether he was playing basketball or racquetball. I think we played tennis. It was like I learned after probably racquetball and tennis never to play any kind of sport with my brother unless you wanted to just be beat. So he has a natural athletic ability truly with anything he tried, he could do it. And so I think um, seeing you play sports, seeing you play baseball, seeing you play football. I mean, from an early age, you know, you were always not just uh, a kid on the team, but really someone who, um, who stood out. Uh, so it wasn't a surprise at all to me that you, you know, w- you know, played really well in, co- in high school, certainly college and, and got to the NFL. I mean, it's amazing that you got there because not very many people, you know, a lot of people want to go there and play, but not very many people get to. So it wasn't a surprise to me at all, having seen you for your whole life, really.
0: So I have to, I have to go back. Um, One of my childhood memories is I had three older sisters and they, like my sister said, she was really excited when I was born. But for me, I'm not sure how excited I was because I was actually a living play doll. And so <laughs> I got dressed up in d- dresses. Is that true? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. I don't, I do not recall. Of course, maybe it's my failing I have memory. No, I have no recollection. I have no <laughs> recollection of that happening. I mean, certainly you can ask, uh, Becky, if we're going to interview her, Wendy, but, uh, for me, I, you know, I don't remember that. I remember wanting, you know, I just took, I took you a lot of places. I mean, you were really fun to go with, you know, and mostly, you know, as, a, as an eight year old or a 12 year old, I mean, certainly when I got a little bit older as a teenager, I didn't want anything to do with you because I think we all go through that phase, but really for the most part, I mean, honestly, my memories now, of course, are very fond of you as, a, as a, just a really good kid, good kid to be around.
0: Uh, this is Talmatov, and and uh, I'm Scott Mitchell, the host. I'm here with uh, my oldest sister, Christy, and we are in uh, Michigan. Uh, our one of our sisters uh, lives here. We're all here visiting her. She's uh, battling cancer right now, and so we were we came here to support her. And uh, so you may hear uh, other sounds or <laughs> other people. You might even hear a dog or two in the background. So don't don't be alarmed by that. But we're We're here, um, just just giving her some some support, and uh, she's she's a fighter and a true. We're we're uh, proud of, uh, handling all this hard situation. Um, Do you have any memories, Christy, of like like when you were watching me play? What what's like one memory, that that really stands out to you? And and I guess part of why I want to do this. Maybe I'll explain it first before we go on. I. You know, I have kids Mm -hmm. and I lived this experience, but I lived it through my eyes, right? And for me, I just grew up like I played sports in high school Mm -hmm. and I could do it and I played sports in college and I excelled. And then I just went on and I I could play. And so it was just a normal, natural thing for me, but I realized how hard that it's not normal, it's Mm -hmm. not natural. Mm -hmm. So I've always been really curious about, like from my siblings' perspective or my parents' perspective, so, but where was the time we go? Oh my goodness, I can't believe my brother's actually doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I mean honestly, with you know, you were you were on traveling teams. I think when you were younger, playing in you know sports when you were a younger kid. So we we do a lot of that sort of thing, like travel to go watch watch Scott play. I think probably one of the biggest ones. I think when you got to college and we were playing as the quarterback on the University of Utah team, um, I think the biggest the biggest moment was when, probably the win, uh, when you won BYU. I mean, because we'd grown up in the shadows of BYU, and of course, I was a Utah fan from the get-go, because I didn't want anything to do with <laughs> BYU. Uh, that might be a different show, but um, I absolutely that game was so fun to watch and it was just so fun to watch you play. I think, you know, sitting on the other side, uh, you know, off the field, certainly it was really hard to watch you play. And what was hard about it was just, you know, you know, he's going to get hurt. I mean, I would usually just pace behind the seats. I couldn't sit in the stands. I mean, it's just, it's really hard. It's hard to hear what other people say about your little brother. Um, and they're, you know, they're not talking about your little brother. They're talking about the quarterback that might have just thrown an interception.
0: I never threw an interception. Never no. threw. I mean,
1: I'm not saying you. Very Maybe some, someone right. else's family was talking yeah. about their little brother who might have thrown <laughs> an interception. But it was just really hard, I think, to hear what people had to say. Because, you know, they're passionate fans. And so that was hard. Um, but I, I think that was probably the first time. And then seeing you play professionally was just it was a whole other level. I mean, to watch you start games. uh, I think the one uh, time professionally that I saw you uh, where I was just like, wow, was when you were on TV and it was a Miami Dolphins playing. And you went in for an injured Dan Marino. And it was like, I was I was moving at the time, and I think I was staying in a Motel 6 or somewhere, and (laughs) I looked on the TV.
0: And you just turned on the TV. Yeah, I turned on
1: the TV. (laughs) I was watching the game, and it's like, that's my little brother. He's on TV. Sure, that's your brother. Yeah, I know. It was really, it was so crazy. It was it was oh, just really nice, cool. yeah. It was a really cool experience to to have that, you know, and to, and honestly, to be part of it and say that's my little brother, or I don't know who that guy is, right. depending yeah. on how the game works, yeah. depending on. How <laughs> never
0: the game heard was. of him. Uh, don't know who. Yeah, guy we spell is. our last names differently. Yeah, he's
1: he <laughs> may be a distant cousin. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> and we've never talked about this. I don't no. think we've ever uh-uh. ever, ever talked about so. it now. So it's kind of fun to do that. Uh, there was a, and you were the one who. I think said it best, and I don't know why this always sticks out to me. Like there, there was game day, right? And it's like, oh yeah, like you don't mess with game day. Can you talk about that at all?
1: With are you talking about you playing, like when, like, like like when
0: it was like when it when it was it was game day, and and uh, that we were. I would. Phones going off, we got all yeah, kinds of stuff. But uh it was like, you know, no matter what's happening in our world ever, uh you don't you don't mess with game day. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think just uh you know, there it feels like there was as much preparation for us as as Scott's family, or at least from my perspective, it's like the entire day is going to be blocked out for game day, you know, whatever those rituals are. It's like, I think I wore these same socks when they won, you know, you hear about players doing that. It's do like, that? I think there's a little bit of, yeah, I do. I think there's a little bit of that with, with some families, but I felt that way with um, family members. But, um, I think, I think that thing, I think one of the other things that we had talked about to Scott was after the game uh, when I would see how absolutely beat up right. you were. I mean, that was, It was astounding because on the field, you make it look easy. You know, it's on TV. It looks easy. Um, You know, maybe they don't always show the shot where the quarterback gets hit. You know, they're showing where the ball's going and, you know, uh, showing the running backs, that sort of thing. But, you know, he would, you know, the next day, Monday morning, literally the Monday morning quarterback was just like, you would just be bruised. And it it was just astounding to me what a a sometimes brutal game it could be.
0: Yeah, there – usually in after a season like you just never you never were healthy Mm -hmm. like during you were just you were just healthy enough and and I heard people say this before I went to the NFL and I was like oh no that's a real thing Mm -hmm. and it would take a month and a half oh
1: yeah before your
0: body just felt like okay I'm finally over this I and like yeah. these, these bruises healed.
1: Yeah. I remember they're, they're, that. I remember that. It would take, you. it would take a long time. But yeah. You made it look a lot easier than I think it was, honestly.
0: Um, so did you ever have a time where, um, c- because like watching in the stands and you, you talked about pacing in, in the stands and did you ever have, did you ever encounter anyone that you just got like <laughs> in a, an actual like discussion or debate or, or run into anyone any of that or.
1: It. I mean, I. What you know, in typical fashion, the last thing I was going to do, just for me personally, is confront somebody. Right. You know, it would be. Uh, it. It wouldn't be pretty. And so it was better for me to literally remove myself from the from the stands. It was hard to sit there. I wanted to see it 's like you know <laughs> I wanted to see, and i didn 't want to see sometimes because it 's just there 's so much online there 's a lot writing on the line, I think especially when you get to pro sports i mean someone can be pulled at any moment. Um, and it's just, you know, it's uh, it's just, I just couldn't imagine how it was for you. I remember talking to you about that once and you said, oh, I, you know, I mean, he was used to it. He'd been doing this for a long time. It's like, you're used to fans yelling, you're used to the crowd. You get used to a lot of that, even in a giant you're stadium. You used to
0: blocking it out.
1: You, get, you really do. You get used to blocking it out and people yelling, you know, horrible things at you. But I think when you're in the stands and nobody knows who you are, it's a little bit like being on the internet nowadays. You know, um, people feel like they, you know, the keyboard warrior." Like they can say anything, and, it, and that happens in the stands. And so it was just hard for me to listen to. And the last thing I wanted to do was confront someone who may have um, imbibed in one too many beers uh, and tell them that that was my brother, and then hear what they said to that. Because uh, you know, you, you lose, just never you lose
0: know. Your, it's like your liquid courage. You, you get yeah. your liquid courage on, and so you, yeah, you have I didn't. no. Uh,
1: <laughs> I wanted to no, know. I personally wanted no part of that. So it was just easier for me to go uh, pace.
0: Was there ever a time? When you were like, you know, Scott, you're a little too big for your britches or you, you're kind of, um, you know, because I was just your little brother. Yeah. Right. Did you yeah. ever run into that at all? This is, this is a truth thing. You can, truth, not gonna, truth. you're not going to hurt my
1: feelings. I, I, probably when you were about, you know, at the time when you're maybe 13, Oh. <laughs> you're 12, you're 13. It's like.
0: I'm just annoying.
1: Yeah. You're annoying. <laughs> You're, you know, you're <laughs> well, constantly, that was my job. Was yeah, your job was to be annoying. You did it really, really well. And I think, you know, just constantly throwing a softball, bouncing a basketball, throwing a football spiral, up, you know, I'm just always doing something like that. You were just always doing something like that. And I think you, you know, there's probably a fine line between, between being confident and really owning your skills and being uh, cocky. Uh, I don't know where that line is, but I'm sure you crossed it when you were maybe 11. You know, and you just thought, (laughs) wow, you know what? I am kind of all that. It's like, really, you're 11. You know nothing. Uh, So I think probably really younger. But you you had to exude confidence. You had to own yourself.
0: But when I was young, you you never looked and go, oh, my brother's going to play in the NFL. I mean, it, it never did it ever cross your mind? Stuff like you
1: know, that? I, I mean, I had no really? idea what it would take to get to the NFL. It was yeah. so far removed from the small town we grew up in. We didn't know anybody who played professional sports right. except for the people you see on TV. Right. You know, I mean, I grew up with the big names, you know, the Joe Namus, et cetera. And yeah. it's like, you just don't ever think, you know, maybe they come from small towns and they right. have just as good a shot as anybody else. But there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. I mean, you don't just walk in I mean maybe some people do there might be stories out there like that I certainly don't know all those stories but I knew you were really good I mean we everybody knew you were really good you really did excel at the game and you you just don't ever think you're gonna go to the NFL that just sounds like the craziest dream anyone could ever have I mean I you know of course I wouldn't have that dream but for you to say you know what I'm gonna play in the NFL someday
0: yeah I, I felt like I could do it but that's like being that 11 year old bratty kid you know and really what happened was everywhere I went I could do it yeah so it just seemed normal yeah and I know I keep saying that but it's it's really it's it's not like I just I just put this in my mind and I willed it to happen I was just like you're just good you know and and so I worked at it and I I honed that ability and and uh and so you know it wasn't there there was a process of mm-hmm. of like accepting it yeah because like when I got there I was I mean I saw Dan Marino for the first time and Don Chula I was starstruck were, uh, I was just, yeah like, I can't like, even
1: imagine well and, I can imagine because right. uh, you know having met people right. that you
0: played with it's yeah. like
1: wow this is crazy who, who,
0: who was someone that really like what like the most famous person you, you I thought
1: probably Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah I mean I just I- well, You know, just kind of quiet, unassuming guy. You know, and and we're kind of like, you know, I'm a fan girl. It's right. like, oh, you know, do you mind if I take your picture? And then, and that's when I could throw your name around and say, right. or you would introduce us yeah. to, me. you know, this right. is my sister. Yeah. This is
0: here's like, Joe Namath.
1: Yeah, here's here you go. I mean, so that makes a little bit of a difference. You get a little bit of cred when you have your brother say, yeah, this is my sister. Cool. Do you mind taking a picture with me? All
0: right, we're we're going to take a break. And I'm going to do something that I do with all my guests. And I, it's this thing called the gauntlet of truth. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions Mm -hmm. and you can't lie. Okay. Okay. So it's the, it's the truth gauntlet, right? Okay. So you're going to go through it. um, Yeah. You won't be incriminated. Thank you. And you won't end up on the couch. Okay. Perfect. So uh the statute of limitations okay so she'll be fine with it, okay? okay good all right good. so uh so this is cool uh like it may not mean anything for you i get to i get to take my own sister on my podcast through the gauntlet of truth when we come I can't wait. all right welcome back to helmets off uh scott mitchell here and uh this is a fun fun show i have uh my oldest sister uh on the show with me she's uh we're here in Michigan, and we're here visiting our other sisters. So I have three older sisters. So uh, Christy's the oldest, and then Wendy uh, lives in Michigan, who we're visiting, and then Becky, the youngest. And and I'm talking to one of my siblings about what it was like to be the sibling of someone who played professional football. And, of course, your siblings are always going to tell the truth. And we're going to do a fun thing right now, what we normally do on our show, called The Gauntlet of Truth, And I've explained this to Christy and she's she's committed to this. So she's she's going to give truthful answers, uh, no spin, no BS, the the just the the flat out blatant truth. And, uh, and then I'm going to score her, her <laughs> answers, and we'll see if she passes or fails. <laughs> this I've sounds never, very subjective. I've never had anyone fail. I've had some <laughs> do better than others, and uh, call, being a, call BS on some of the things that people do. So, all right, so here's the first question. Um, and this, this actually happened. okay? Mm-hmm. A family is driving down the road. And they they as they drive down the road, they run over the top of a couple of duffel bags. Mm-hmm. And in the duffel bags is a million dollars. If you do this, no identification. And if you take the money, nobody's going to know. What do you do? Do you turn the money in or do you keep the money? Turn the money in. Come on. Seriously. I mean, how...
1: I, I would turn them. In. I would just turn. How them in. How much would you
0: turn in? Six hundred. Whole thing. I would uh, turn. The, the, the only
1: reason I, I would turn the whole. Well, I'm not going to say the only reason, but I would turn the whole thing in because if no one claims it after thirty days, my understanding is you get it.
0: Yeah, but the cops are going to keep it.
1: I don't think they are, because I. I mean, obviously, now with it cell phones. Would you, you can take ever? A lot of would you ever
0: consider? Would you? Would you ever consider keeping? it? I
1: would consider keeping it before I turned it in.
0: But then you But I would
1: me. I really would turn it in. I absolutely would turn it
0: in. Okay. All right. Next question. I'm not sure I believe that, but All right. actually everyone answers that question the same way. <laughs> and it makes me so mad because I think all of you are lying. I think you all would keep it, but you're on this podcast and it's public and you don't know You
1: might you might be afraid of getting caught. It might belong to some poor person who has trap? saved up their Is money. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Right. You know, it belongs to yeah, I don't know. All
0: right. You you can go back in time. Mm-hmm. It's not anyone living now. Okay. It's not a relative. You can go back. You have to go back in time. What person in history would you want to uh, meet and why?
1: I think because I just saw the movie Harriet. I think Harriet Tubman. I think oh. that, I think it was, I mean, it was a profound movie. It took me a while to even get up the you know, internal courage to watch it because I thought I'm just going to hate this. I'm going to hate it because of what it represents. But I think um, I would love to meet. I would love to meet her. I mean, she was just absolutely driven to help people. Uh, you know, help slaves uh, to freedom. And uh, you know, what a powerful. I mean, she would have given her life to do that. Um, and I would love to be able to talk to her, uh, sit in the same room with her. And have a conversation with her about that and what it was that drove her to do that.
0: Have you ever felt that in your own life to just say, I want to be a part of a cause or I want to do something like, and just forget myself just to go out and just uh, change history, change lives, save lives. Have you you ever? I think, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, it is a fair question. I think, you know, with a lot of, I mean, you know, there's always something going on in the world that I, I that I can get behind in one way or another. I think I have such respect for people who do that, who go out there and fight the good fight every day. Um, I think it's really hard. Me, you know, It's like, well, sure, I could do that. But I think we all do that in our own way, uh, whether it's out in the streets or whether it's voting or whether you know, doing the millions of other actions, taking the other actions that you can take. I think uh, we all do that in our own
0: way. So, yeah. Um, Okay. Next question. Um, In your life so far, what would you want put on your tombstone? Like if there, if there's one message, if there's one thing Mm -hmm. that you've learned in life that you'd want to share with people and just say, hey, just a bit of advice, something I, I, you know, I learned oh. along the way, what would that be?
1: Oh, I think, you know, life is short, live it to the fullest, live it to the fullest, you know, dream big. Um, I have, you know, I spent, you know, the first half of my, my life, I think, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I mean, you know, just I don't know. I mean, I, this isn't about my life story here, but I think the short answer to that is life is short. Live it to the fullest. I, I don't want to have any regrets when I die and I don't feel like I will
0: honestly. So I I'm going to paraphrase the story and just correct me mm-hmm. or fill in the details if it's true. Cause it's always really impressed me uh, about you. There's a lot of things that have been really impressive that you've done in your life. In other words, I look up to my, my older big sister. For a lot of reasons, but um, you were working in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and you just said, "What is my dream job?" Mm-hmm. And you started researching all of these companies, and you just said, "Where could I go work that I would absolutely love?" And you came up with the answer of Nike, like like Phil Knight, Nike swoosh, you know the whole thing. And you applied for a job at Nike, mm-hmm. and you got it. Yeah, and there were a lot of people that applied for the job
1: they have th- they have an unbelievable number of resumes every month i mean it was absolutely incredible it was one of those i don't know divinely inspired it was a it was a, i read the job description and it's like that is the job i want
0: and you're and this is later in your life Yes. Right? it's not yes. like you're just this young mm-hmm. yeah. you know wet behind the ears. i just got out of college i'm in my early yeah. kind of thing um and and I just it's because I think a lot of people as they as they get more advanced in their life they kind of people lose their dream they yeah. lose their vision they lose their drive and it just was mm-hmm. it was so gutsy to me yeah. and that you would just say yeah I'm gonna go apply to Nike and I tell people about it all the time I just think it's a very cool thing and so um and of course, if you ever go to the Nike campus, it's just unbelievable. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Really, I think that's an awesome thing. All right. Uh, what is the biggest regret you've had in your life?
1: Ooh, that's probably, that's a good one. I think, I mean, you know, everything works out the way it works out. You know, I didn't finish college when I was first out of high school. I decided I wanted to work instead. You know, and then fast forward a number of years later, I ended up getting a degree in Computer science and software engineering because I wanted to learn about computers and that worked out really well for me uh, but I was in school with people who were like you know 15 20 years younger than me and I, I you know again follow follow so dreams. did you regret
0: that that from, I didn't that you didn't do it earlier you didn't figure I d- it out I did, earlier yeah you I didn't you figure it out,
1: but you know who knows what I would have gotten a degree in and would have gone back to school anyways, but that was a regret that I had. Although I v- eventually went back, you know, much later in life, and it worked out even better, I think, for me. But I think those kinds of things, you know, I wish I'd put more money in a four hundred one k. I mean, you know, <laughs> plan better for my retirement. The closer I am to it, you know, why didn't I start saving younger when everybody said you should start saving? Yeah. So maybe maybe those kinds of things. But you know, I'm kind of a you know person that says, well, it. You know, I'm here now, so what can I do now? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's hard. It's hard to look at. And I asked this question. Some people say I've never had a regret, which I call BS on. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of times people say I regretted that, but it really ended up being the best thing for me later on down yeah. the road. And I think I think that's kind of a. A common thread that people have. Yeah, maybe I would
1: regret giving that million dollars back because I could have taken that million in the duffel bag, put it in a four hundred and one k, and look, gotten a larger return on my investment. Yeah. So maybe that's my you now regret, my my I'm you changing my that earlier answer. I regret yeah. that I did not keep uh, that million bucks in the duffel bag. That so you
0: know, I've had I've interviewed hundreds, asked them, gone through the gauntlet of truth. Yeah, I've had one person keep the money. They
1: absolutely keep the yeah. money. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Last question. Got it no no family members what person has had the most influence in your life like the greatest impact and why that's not a member of your family because everyone says like you know yeah whatever so gosh I,
1: that yeah. is so hard to think of um I you know I I can't even remember her name except that uh she was a manager I had like years and years ago. I lived in the Bay Area and she was so awesome. I mean she is someone I, I you know here I am I can't even remember her name but you know those powerful people that you meet those impact those people that make that huge impact you don't even know their names and they change the the direction of your life and she was the best manager I had ever had, and she really taught me the value. You know, you are you are worth it, Christy. It sounds a little like a Stuart Smalley. You know, you're worth it. You're smart enough. You're good enough. Um, and, and it dog wasn't. Doggone it. You yeah, deserve this. Doggone it. Uh, you deserve this job. Um, but but she really did. You know, she wasn't trying to build up my self esteem. She was just giving me some language use that was different maybe than the language I had used um that you know you know a lot of times you know for someone like me I didn't even know I was using but she just really changed my perspective she was a positive person and I just thought wow that's a person that I want to um that I want to be like I think that's probably really the first person and it was you know I was 20 years old and it was my first real job at a big company and so really it was really powerful for me
0: yeah, it, it's fascinating when you get outside of your like your own comfort zone, whether it's mm-hmm. we grow up in a family and we have our friends and then we go out into the world and we meet new people and they have a different perspective or mm-hmm. a different take. And they may say just something. Cause I had, I had a similar experience and I had someone just say to me uh, one time and it was just one sentence. How do you know that you can be a great athlete? Mm-hmm. And it just had this massive impact on me, because no one had talked to me like that before. And I was like, I don't know, I just kind of live in my life, haven't really thought about it. And now you're making me think about it. And now I'm curious. And I want to see what what can happen. So yeah, powerful thing. All right. Um, So it's my sister. And, and we're there's nepotism going on here. (laughs) So we'll, we'll give her a 96%. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you passed. Thank I you. I believe your answers are pretty Thank good.
1: you.
0: All right. Uh, you're listening to Helmets Off. Or, uh, Helmets Off is now off. So you can find us on Facebook at The Helmets Off, uh, podcast on Twitter at The Helmets Off Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon. So I have my sister, Becky. So she's, she's next uh, oldest to me in age. And of course, Becky's going to say that she is my favorite sister. I, that's going to come out in the. Um, and and uh, I will say she's my favorite sister that I'm interviewing on my podcast now, because I'm politically correct. Anyways, uh, so welcome. So this is my sister.
2: Hello, everybody, and I really am the favorite sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we knew, yeah, and so. Um, so I, I'm curious, uh, Becky used to, I'm going to tell you a story. So when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old, I mean, I don't think I was that old, maybe 12, 13, I was in love with baseball and I would go and hit baseballs off of a wiffle ball machine. So they have these machines and you would put a wiffle ball in into the machine and then it had a hand crank and she would crank it and it would come flying at me and so I needed someone to pitch wiffle balls to me and she was always really good and the only reason she went is because it was summertime and she could wear shorts and get a tan while she was standing there pitching wiffle balls to me so in those moments when we were growing up did you ever in your mind think oh yeah my brother is gonna ultimately go and end up playing in the NFL
2: that is funny you would say that because my husband told me a story now, my husband is four years older than me, so I didn't know growing up. We didn't go to high school or anything together. And one day, he was sitting in front of me at spring football game.
0: Which is where we all went to high we school. We went to
2: high school in Springville, Utah, and go Red Devils. We were sitting there, and his brother was Scott's receiver. And so Scott would throw to his brother, and I was sitting there with my friends, and I said, you know my brother is going to play in the NFL. And he turned around and looked at me and he said you are crazy. You have <laughs> no idea what it takes to play in the NFL. And I didn't know this story until a couple of years ago actually and he was telling cuz everyone's like when did you know when did you first meet Becky or when did you see her and he said and he shared that story with us. So I thought it was kind of hilarious. So I guess I thought younger than probably anyone else because I thought Scott was awesome, and he was going to make it to the NFL, not knowing what that really meant.
0: So, so you were one of the early adopters. Early, and you were at a game, and your your future husband, which you didn't know I at the didn't time, know. as you're just someone in the stands. Someone
2: in the stands, sitting in front of me, thinking I'm crazy. And
0: you're 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 out there like a crazy fan, going, ah, that's my brother," because you know he's going to play in the NFL someday, and. And and your future husband's going, woman, you're crazy. That is not going to happen. That's
2: exactly <laughs> what happened. There's a story. I laugh and I'm like, see, I'm always right.
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how you you have those you know they're, they're natural foreshadowing moments in our life where you know we see we see those those moments. Um, and I had I had our other sister Christy on, and and I and I'm curious. So we've never. We've never really talked about this. We, I've never done this before. And so I'm fascinated to kind of see what my sisters thought about me playing. When, um, what, 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 Was there a moment, do you remember a game or an experience, I don't care when it was, where you go, wow, that was just really impressive with you, or my, my brother, my, I mean, I know you thought I was really good, but, but what, what, when was there a game that you just said, man, he is so good?
2: I would probably say the stay game. Um and at this time I was dating the my husband now we've been together for a long time. And you threw a pass You've been to married
0: what 30, 32, years, 32 years 32 and a half yeah.
2: years. Um but you were you threw a a pass to my brother-in-law, the same brother-in-law that you always threw passes to and he caught the ball and basically won The championship game and I thought wow he's Scott is really good like you know and we've watched football our whole life like I've watched lots of professional football and and you know that kind of stuff and loved football and I thought he's he's really good I think he has a chance to make it
0: you know God willing this kid keeps his nose right works hard he might he might have a shot uh, so that was that was 1985. We in in the high school we won the state championship in football, and it was for me, that was really a, a fun and exciting time in my life. And uh, it had never happened in our high school before. It was a big deal. It was a lot like the movie Hoosiers, where you have uh, you know this small town, and everyone kind of gets behind their sports teams, and and they did. They had they had a parade they had the fire trucks after the game so that 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 was a that was a big moment so did you ever when you were in the stands like later on because what let's face it when you're in high school and college all the fans are nice <laughs> or at least your your husband to be wasn't super nice at that time we have to have words with Todd by the way didn't have faith in me when oh, I was I yeah. know uh did you ever have a situation where uh you just wanted to let a fan You know, how how was it hearing some of the negative comments from fans?
2: Well, funny you should say that. (laughs) (laughs) I was with my mom and somebody was bad mouthing you in the restroom. And I'm in the bathroom because if you know me, I'm always. So where is this? This
0: is is, a a professional game. This is a
2: professional game. Um, it might have been in Detroit. I'm not sure. And I'm in the well, bathroom. Detroit, they don't
0: ever badmouth anyone. No, there,
2: so. Detroit is the nicest <laughs> town in the world, other than Oakland. And anyway, we're sitting there, and I'm in the bathroom, and I can hear my mom going out somebody and I have to go out I'm like I gotta hurry because someone's gonna beat up our mom and I had to go out and kind of save her I'm not sure what was said but I just remember thinking oh my gosh do not talk about my brother like that and it's different you know you don't really think of it when you professional sport if you don't have a family that plays you don't think of that's somebody that's my baby brother leave him alone like don't talk about him so I've kind of for me to hear things or read things or because I know the truth.
0: Yeah, it's uh it it, it was hard for me too at times when I was uh you know, so I just tried I tried to ignore it, but I could always do something about it, you know, where I was on the field. And was it was it hard for you to be in the stands? Did you get nervous about games? Was it was it exciting to you? How did you feel about actually watching the games and what might happen?
2: Um, the games were a lot of fun. If you think it's kind of bad, it was really stressful. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, please don't <laughs> do that again. Um, but I remember going to the Oakland game. And being brave and wearing Detroit Lions gear, which you should never should just wear Oakland stuff and pretend like you're a Raiders fan and cheer for the other team. Right. If, if you're a fan. The Raiders
0: fans pretty yeah, they can be intimidating. They're very yeah. brutal. Yeah.
2: And my husband, Todd or Scott would always get my husband Todd a sideline pass. So he wasn't sitting in the stands with us. And
0: Todd was a photographer, so he'd actually take photos on the sideline, which was a kind of a cool thing.
2: It was it was yeah. pretty cool. We have some awesome photos. We do. Anyway, I'm sitting up there with my son, who's like eight, you know, and and my husband. I can look around the whole scene. Everything is black and silver. And there's this little (laughs) section of about five or six people with blue on. And they were all the people with us, with our lion stuff on. And people were booing at us and yelling. And they were throwing stuff at my husband because lion stuff on. And he's walking around the sideline taking pictures. And he said, Never had to throw stuff at me on the field like I did that day so that was a pretty scary uh experience just you know I didn't want my son to go to the bathroom and I'm by myself I mean I had a you know a couple people with me and I'm like all of you have to take him to the bathroom so I know he's safe and so that was a little sketchy